Are sleep disorders caused by GMOs in Roundup? We have correlational evidence showing hospital discharges of insomnia go up in a correlated way with the total amount of glyphosate, the chief poison in Roundup, sprayed on corn and soy. We also have general sleep disorders also going up in parallel. I'm going to turn over the screen to you, Michelle, so you can share some of the experiences you had with sleep disorders. Yeah, you know, um, as I already mentioned about children, um, insomnia is a, an incredibly common complaint among adults. I already spoke to you about insomnia in kids and insomnia. And um, in a lot of um, these neurotransmitters that are calming are out of balance. So kids have too many um, activity-promoking, hyper-driving um, neurotransmitters and not of enough of the calming ones like serotonin. And we know that these, the precursors to making these um, these uh, chemicals that um, help sleep are decreased or diminished even, such as serotonin, and that is affected by the shikimate pathway that Stephanie referred to earlier. So um, I would say that um, Yes, we have deficiencies in serotonin. Yes, it's driven by diet. Yes, we don't have enough calming neurotransmitters to induce sleep. We often use things like 5-HTP or tryptophan, or we give melatonin. We can talk about melatonin. I don't like them as long-term solutions. I often use them as short-term solutions um, in dealing uh, with insomnias. And I also have parents as well as adults turn off the Wi-Fi. It's, it's multimodal. It's diet and others. Um, I don't want to create a conversation here around Wi-Fi and electromagnetic frequencies, but it's part of the equation. Um, and also, um, your microbes also uh, chat with each other through electromagnetic frequencies. It's all linked, Jeffrey. Uh, so um, I think, again, it's related to glyphosate, uh, neurotransmitter serotonin, decrease in melatonin, and this balance of neurotransmitters, which are made in the gut. Your brain also makes serotonin, by the way, um, and that could be affected by some of the other things we talked about, and like, uh, oh my gosh, uh, activation of all the neural cells, et cetera. I'm gonna add what Kieran Christian, the microbiome expert, talked about. He said that when the microbial diversity goes down, which it does when you expose the human microbiome to glyphosate and Roundup, then you negate the production of GABA, which is, and also BN, BDNF, which stands for brain-derived neurotropic factor. And they're really important to, they upregulate the parasympathetic nervous system and shut down the brain, making it able to sleep. But if you don't do that, then you're producing stress hormones instead, which is exactly the opposite that you want to to accomplish that by having, and this is just a microbiome uh, view of the world, because Kieran looks at the world through the microbiome in a beautiful way. How would you like to contribute to, because you did, you did those um, correlational studies with Nancy Swanson, you mm -hmm. did look at that. What do you think, how can you add some of the uh, biochemical pathways and physiological changes that you think glyphosate is causing that results in lack of sleep? Yes, and I mentioned the aluminum problem before, where glyphosate escorts aluminum into the, into the brain and gets it into the pineal gland, which disrupts its ability, um, harms it. And then there's also a sulfate problem with the uh, pineal gland. I believe that um, sunlight exposure to the eyes, so sunlight exposure to the skin induces cholesterol sulfate synthesis in the skin. 
cholesterol sulfate is a molecule we didn't talk about, but it's extremely important, I think, and I think it's disrupted by glyphosate. And that's a reason why we have high serum LDL, which is also uh, going up in step with glyphosate uh, that gets you on a statin drug. I got a little bit off track there, but um, cholesterol sulfate in the eyes. So when your eyes are, so in the morning, it's really important to get out and get that sunlight exposure to to your eyes. And that will induce the synthesis of sulfate heparin sulfate actually by the pineal gland. And then that heparin sulfate, the pineal gland uses that heparin sulfate to supply sulfate and it ships out melatonin to the uh, cerebral spinal fluid. So it, it, it attaches sulfate to the melatonin and ships it out to the cerebral spinal fluid. And then it's therefore supplying both the melatonin and the sulfate to the brain to help with sleep. And they're both very, very critical for the sleep process. So both the sulfation process is disrupted by glyphosate because the enzyme that does that is a is an orphan type enzyme. It's called enos, and I've written a lot about it. I think it's getting disrupted by glyphosate, which is interfering with the ability to to, to maintain adequate sulfate. And the enzymes that uh, activate the sulfate and that transfer the sulfate, they're all disrupted by glyphosate. So you get a huge problem with sulfate deficiency in the brain, as I mentioned earlier, which interferes with sleep in, as well as interfering as causing all these uh, neurological diseases. Uh, so it's the aluminum, the lack of sunlight, um, exposure to the eyes. And I actually feel very upset when I see a child wearing sunglasses. I think that's criminal. I really think this, the children need to receive sunlight into the eyes to help to maintain the sulfate supply for the pineal gland. Uh, I wanted to know how long it takes switching to an organic or non-GMO diet to help the sleep patterns. Now, I know from my own surveys, 1,082 people reported getting better from insomnia specifically, and 65% uh, of them said it was either significant, nearly gone, or completely, completely handled. But from a clinical standpoint, Michelle, and I know you deal mostly with children, so it may not relate to adults, how quickly does a switch to organic diet result in better sleep? You know, it's pretty rapid. Um, it's not, you know, the gut can take a while to heal. Um, I've seen, you know, at, because a lot of these sleep disorders are linked to other disorders, and when you switch an or organic diet, you're fixing a lot of things at once, particularly gut function, and then sleep improves. So there are a lot of things that are linked, so it's hard to delineate just sleep because often the patients I see just don't have a sleep disorder. It's more than one thing. They have several issues going on, especially when you ask them. Sometimes people don't realize even they have other issues going on because uh, sick is the new normal. And it's like, oh, everybody has allergies. Doesn't everybody have asthma? Doesn't everybody have? And no, everyone doesn't. But actually, it can happen pretty quickly. People start to say, wow, I had a good night's sleep last night when I changed my diet. Now, people will say that with alcohol, for example. So they realize when they drink a toxic substance, it affects their sleep. When you eat a toxic substance, it will affect your sleep. So this idea, alcohol is a toxin, okay? Let's be clear. It's good, but it's toxin. Um, <laughs> glyphosate is a toxin, not so good. So it can happen quickly. So we have to keep drilling in this idea that we have chronic poisoning, low-dose poisoning, in some cases not so low-dose, from glyphosate. We are being daily poisoned. And when you remove the poison, um, I've seen sleep improve with quickly in a couple of days. So All right, we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there because we're out of time. I want to thank you, Michelle and Stephanie. 
as I'm telling the audience, we've never done this before. No one has done this before, where we look at all of these components on a per disease basis. When you receive these cut up sections of this talk, when it's per disease, please share it widely in your social media, because we want this to get traction. We want the people suffering from these diseases to know the relationship between their disease, GMOs, and Roundup, and the the importance of eating organic, and you can have a strong, take a strong position to help that get out by sharing this over and over again. And thank you both, Michelle and Stephanie, and thank you, Real Truth About Health. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Michelle, and Stephanie, this has been, uh, I mean, how disturbing and frightening and alarming, and on the other hand, how privileged and filled with gratitude we all are that you came together to do this unprecedented uh, uh, presentation. This has been phenomenal for all of us. Um, obviously, we won't get, we don't have time for a Q&A, but it was so worth it to have all of you join in and empower the rest of us. So thank you. Thank you so much to all of us, uh, to all of you rather, and um, want to make sure that everybody knows to keep coming back for more. And is there anywhere else you guys want to share about where each individually, everybody can find you? Where's, where's the best website to go to? Stephanie, why don't you start then, Michelle? Um, StephanieSenef.net is my new website that where I talk about my book and have some other things there too. And, and also I have my MIT website, which is, um, which is, uh, this is a StephanieSenef.net and then there's a C-Cell MIT website that you can find if you uh, Google me or something. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. You got the other one there too. So there's two of them. One of them, this one has lots and lots of uh, information on my papers and my slide decks. I, I have a lot of my slides. These slides are available on my website at MIT. This ccl.mit.edu slash senate. Michelle? Um, starting on July 1st, I am starting a new website, drmichellepero.com, no period after doctor. And I'm going to be doing weekly Zooms teaching parents um, specifically on integrative pediatrics because it's really hard to find integrative pediatricians who practic practice holistically. Um, and there will be a membership. I'm not turning anybody away for lack of ability to pay. This is to get the word out there on how to empower parents to care for their own children and to teach how the body has an innate ability to heal itself. And GMOScience.org, an amazing source. Michelle is the executive director of GMOScience.org. And I am the executive director of the Institute for Responsible Technology. And you can also go to livehealthybewell.com to catch my podcast, to catch, to catch the secret ingredients movie at livehealthybewell.com. Also, Healing from GMOs and Roundup, an online course, and which Michelle has been interviewed for, as well as the 90-day lifestyle upgrade, how to help you adapt an organic diet very quickly with less cost and less time. But the mothership the Mothership uh, website is responsibletechnology.org. And once again, thank you for real truth about health, for giving us an opportunity to come together to share all this information and mix and match in ways that have never been done before. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. 
please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.